we are here with another episode of A Parent's Journey Through Grief One Day at a Time podcast. And I have my good, good sister, good, good friend, Miss Lachelle on the line. And we're going to talk about her journey with losing her child as well, Mondry. Mondry and Romaine was actually best friends. And yes. so I've been anticipating, I've been anticipating this conversation because me and my girlfriend definitely walk the same journey with our boys, right? So we have exactly. a lot to share. And so yes. at this moment, I'm going to allow Shell to just share whatever that's on her heart that she want to share. And we'll just have a little dialogue tonight. Hey, girlfriend, how are you today? I'm doing well. Hi, Rosetta. I love you, Rosetta. <laughs> I love you too, girl. Yes, yes. This, I am very excited. And this was like, I love the fact to tell my story. Yeah. I listened to your first episode and it was, and it was very touching. And I just couldn't wait for this moment to tell the story. Um, so whew, I'm getting a little emotional. It's okay. You take your time. Remember, this is a safe place and we're going to heal together. So take as long as you need to take to tell your story. Okay. So how, where am I starting? Um, Just tell us about, um, tell okay. us uh, Mondry name, all that good stuff when he passed, okay. whatever you want to tell us. So my son, his name is Mondry and he was 24 years old when he passed away. He passed away in October of 2019. And that was like, uh, I would say like, you know how things you could say, you you can hear from other, other people's story, but when this actually happened to you, it's like, I can't believe that this is happening. So Mudry passed away actually on me and his dad's 18th wedding anniversary, which was October the 20th, but he was pronounced dead on October the 21st, but he actually got killed here, right here on North Avenue and Central in front of the, um, like in between the liquor store and the restaurant. Um, so Let's just go back to that time. On that day, um, around the time that he passed away, I was, I had just had knee surgery. I had a right total knee replacement. And I was in rehab up north, way up north by uh, Great America in Deerfield. And I was dialoguing with Mudge. We was texting back and forth on the phone. And I was asking him why you haven't been out here to see me, why you haven't been, you know, your dad, why you didn't come with your dad and things like of that nature. And he was saying, this was like at nine o'clock that night. And he said that he's been working. He has started working. Um, doing, um, he was working with um, Ceasefire. Ceasefire. He's working with Ceasefire. And um, so he was he just said this was a Sunday night. So he said, Well, I'm gonna come with dad on Wednesday. I'm gonna come see you with dad on Wednesday. I'll be telling dad to come get me because he lives with at that time he was living with my mom, uh, his grandma. So that was like 
I'm, I read the text often. I still have it in my phone. So that was like about 9.15. So, okay, so now I'm getting ready to go to bed. So every time I go to sleep, I would actually um, put my phone on silent. So I want to say like about 12, 12.10, not really that late, but like somewhere in between there, like 12, 12.15. Um, the nurses come running in my room, Miss Brown, Miss Brown, Miss Brown. And I woke up, what? Your husband is trying to reach you. So I look at my phone, I have like about numerous, like I want to say like 15, 20 missed calls. So I called him back. I said, my husband's name is Dominique. I said, Dominique, you tried to call me? And he said, yes. Um, he was like, Shell. I was like, what? What's wrong? Mudry got shot. I said, Mudry got shot. Yeah, Shaq said Mudry got shot in the head. I said, in the head? I just talked to Mudry. You know, we was talking on the uh, text messages. Three hours later, my son, they said he got shot in the head. So my husband, he was like really like nervous. He didn't know. So I, I went into the uh, business mode and he was like, I don't even know where to go. The kids, you know, they, the teenagers, the young people, they don't know uh, where to go, what hospital they took him in or whatever. I said, well, Dominique, if he got shot in the head, that's a trauma. So we only got three traumas. So you could try Loyola, Mercy, or either Strogers. He went to one of them three. So he said that he went up to Loyola, and, but he wasn't there. And, um, and then my niece called him and said that Mudge was at Strogers. And then he's called me back and said he's at Cook County. He's at Strogers. I said, okay, well, go. I said, well, come get me. He was like, no, Sheila, I can't come get you. I got to get to him. They um, Shaq said it's bad. I'm thinking, you know, that it was like, okay, he got, you know, Mandra got shot. You know, I really didn't, I want, I don't want to say that I didn't, I was kind of like numb, like calm, numb, like, okay, so then in the middle of, so I call my good friend, sister, I call her friend, sister, she lives in Vernon Hill, so I call her, I call um, her, and I hope to say, y'all come get me, because they was close to Deerfield, come get me, and we gonna go to Dominique, so they came and got me, so in the middle of all of that, now I'm in the, I'm in for the rehab, actually, I'm in rehab, now I'm going back and forth with the nurses, the nurses want me to sign this form, uh, refusing treatment or something, so I want to sign it. So now I'm going back and forth with the nurse. I'm like, look, I'm in the middle of something. I got to go. I have to go to my son. So when they came, I said, so she was like, you leave. We're gonna call the police. I said, what the police gonna do to me? I gotta go. So when they, so when my friend and her husband pulled up, they came and got me. I'm in a wheelchair. They came and got me. I got in the car. So as he was driving. My husband called me and he said, Shell. And I'm like, what? He did. So my friend, she just started screaming and hollering. I still didn't cry. So I go, we get to Strogers. You know, all the young people, they, they start filling Strogers up. 
So I guess once they said that he passed away, my husband said he didn't go back there to see him. He was waiting on me. So when I got there, um, the police let a lot because it was a homicide only um, close people, close relatives, like a parents can come back there. And then we couldn't touch them. So I, uh, they real, I'm in a wheelchair. They reel me back there and I see him just laying there, but it was something about seeing him. I used to always tell him when, and one thing you all had said, like, you got to be honest. So I used to always tell him like, don't worry about me. Say your prayers. You worry about your soul. Say your prayers because we're going to be all right. And I promise you, Rosetta, when I seen Mundry laying on that cart, I seen the peace over him. Like he was at peace. No, nothing. He was just like relieved. Mm -hmm. So I was, uh, I think I cried. I think I shed like a few tears or whatever. I didn't like go off whatever. And then, you know, so I just start. Uh, the po two police officers was there. So I got up and I looked. I said, where you get shot at? You know, I asked them like in the head. So I seen that. I seen that. But it wasn't the one that in the head that killed him. It was the one that he got in the, got in the chest. Shot in the chest. He got shot twice. And so the chest is the one that killed him, not the head. And the way that the police were saying, you could see that it was just, it was going to go, it just went through. It would have, if he would have survived, they would have did surgery and pulled it out. He would have been okay. It's the one that's in the chest that. So I was talking to the police, the two police, they was young, young officers, and we was just talking. And I was, he just looking at me and my husband, like, we see this every day, but you guys are really strong. I said, I'm they coming here to act crazy or anything I said because these kids don't listen they don't listen and so we start sharing our stories I think I was in the emergency room Rosetta like 30 minutes after I was talking to me and my husband talking to the police officers we came out the the crowd started coming so now Chicago police is suited in the booth I told that sergeant I said we're not gonna do this y'all don't worry about it I walked in there. I said, let's go. He did. Ain't nothing we can do about it. Let's go. So it's, you know, the free day screaming and hollering. One girl flipping over tables. I said, you're going to go to jail tonight, but let's go because ain't nothing we going to do about it. So we got to clear it up. And I cleared that whole emergency room up. And so the sergeant hugged me and was like, you are so strong. And like, I am so sorry. And I never seen, you know, it's, I, you are um, strong, but we haven't seen a family. You know, usually families, it'd be a lot of commotion, whatever. I said, I didn't come here for that because these kids, excuse me, don't listen. They don't listen. So let's go. I gave the nurse his, they already had his ID, gave him his insurance card, came back to my mother's house. I think I was at Strozier's like 30 minutes. And I was just, I couldn't believe it. It's just like, and I remember when I met you, uh, I said, oh, so you Mama Rose, because <laughs> he used to always speak about you, but I never had met you till then. And then when I met you, you was just pretty much walking me through it. It's like, you business now, it ain't, it's not going to hit you till like probably January. 
And I promise you, brother, that it hit me in January, just like you said. I mean, you walked me through everything. You walked me through the heads now and everything. And I really appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. I just love, I just love your spirit and everything. So um, I'm just going to back up. Uh, before he passed away, he had called me like that Wednesday. And he was like, Mom, I got something to tell you. And I said, what? You're about to be another grandma. I said, congratulations, son. I hope you got yourself together. That, that's not for me. That's for you. Congratulations. And sure enough, she was pregnant. And she had the little girl, Morgan, Lashia, my mama. She, she was pregnant. And she was a, just, I think, the next day. The boy was at Monday. So Tuesday, we had to go and identify his body. And she come out the house with the pregnancy test. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, he already told me. So he had already, he knew that she was pregnant. And he told me that I was about to be another grandma. And this just was like, I couldn't believe it. And right now, today, when you were speaking on that you, um, you forgave the the person who killed Romaine, I think, I, I mean, I did the same thing. It was like, uh, I don't, I'm like a year or so later after Mondry's death, I had put a post on Facebook and I remember telling the, the young ones that, you know, um, they was just, oh, they just acted really, really crazy around that time. And I just told them, don't want you all to kill the person i want him to live because if he lives to get to see our age everything he did in his teenage years that subconscious man is going to hunt him that's going to be worse than dying he's definitely going to get it back don't i don't want nothing to happen to him i want him to live his happy life i want him to have his kids his children everything but trust me Everything that the person did in his teens and his 20s is definitely going to come back right when you think you got yourself together. Karma. Karma is just, just how it goes. No, I need for him to live because he's going to suffer living. Dead is easy. You go. No, I need him to be on earth. And I need for you all to stop whatever you all doing and stop me right now. I look at them boys and they all got jobs. They don't have babies. They don't moved away. And I was and and honestly, I'm back home and the neighborhood seems quiet. And I told my husband, let me find out that my child was the minister society. Because it's like really quiet around here. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm, it's just, it's crazy. And I remember when your son, I had a, um, it was the, the basketball game. And I, Romain used to always be here. And he used to always be in their room. And and I used to tell him, I said, don't let them, uh, don't let them um, train, I mean, fool you to be, you know, don't let them uh, convince you to be like them. That's what I used to tell him. And so he, that Sunday, my, mo my mother didn't even know, but she was like, that Sunday, he came out the room and he was like, and my mother had cooked. And he was like, grandma, can I have something to eat? 
And mom was like, yeah. You know, because, you know, everyone called her grandma because they, the mundry them called her grandma. So he, she was like, yeah. So that Thursday, I had, uh, it was the, the Warriors. What's their name? The, um, what's his name? It's on the two. Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors was playing. And I had a little gathering for the game over here. And I heard the shooting. And my son and my niece, my baby boy, sincere, they came running in the house. They shooting, they shooting, they shooting. And I'm like, they shoot, you know, because I'm used to hearing. I said, okay. So then I go, so I don't know if someone in the neighborhood was was walking down the street and said, uh, they shot Shaq's friend. Romain was really close to Shaq. And they they shot Shaq's friend. And I said, they shot Shaq's friend. So I jumped in the car. Me and my husband got in the car and we went around the block. I see Shaq like really going crazy. He got blood all on his shirt. And I was like, what happened? Shaq, Shaq, what happened? He just, he couldn't take it. What happened? And then I didn't know where Mundry was. I'm like, what did they say? Romaine. I said, Romaine. The boy that be here every day. It's like, yeah. I was like, oh my God. They said that Romaine got shot. So I didn't know. And I asked Shaq. They said they had took him to the hospital. So no one knew what had happened to Romaine. So Later on, once they said that he had passed away, I think yes, and the Romaine girlfriend or whatever told her, and then she told me uh, that he had passed away. I think I didn't know that he had passed away like till about eight or nine o'clock that night. And then um, I told because it was just a whole bunch of commotion. And the next weekend, right after his funeral, I took I sent Mundry to Mississippi. And he stayed in Mississippi for like three weeks. And when Mundry came back, I promise you, this guy gets shot five times. He got shot five times. And he called me and said, Ma, I got shot. I said, and I'm thinking he playing. No, he didn't. I heard the ambulance in the back. He got shot. I was like, oh, my God. <sighs> so... Got shot. He got shot five times then. Then he went away on a vacation. Then he come back. And you just can't tell him anything. He come back. Then now he gets shot again. Dog. And I just was like, y'all just, you know, talking to them, just telling y'all just need to stop. And I always want someone to tell my child, my kids, or whatever, that stop. If they you see them doing wrong, try to encourage them to do something right. And that's what I used to do to everyone. I used to be, and me and Dominique, they love to talk to Dominique. They call him Daddy Brown. They love to talk to him. Because we try to encourage the kids. And I said, I do it because I want someone to encourage mine. And to look after them and you know don't do this and go here and I just told them I said Mudry gone Romaine gone there is nothing you all can do about it that's their journey you all mentioned that I used to always say that that's their journey that's Mudry's journey that's not my journey 
I mean, I did everything I could to stop him from living this life, but he chose this his life he chose. I didn't choose that life. And I used to always tell him one thing I told him is, hey, say your prayers and repent for your sins and you just go on peacefully because we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. So he left behind Morgan and Mondry Jr. MJ. MJ is seven and Morgan is two now. So we have those two, a little part, a part of him, you know, and um, I have pictures up about around because I try to use to, I don't try to hide my feelings. I want to deal with them as they come, the emotions as they come. And I remember you telling me you're going to have the Mundry moments. And I, and that's exactly what I call them, Mundry moments. I have Mundry moments, but I bounce back out of it. And when suffering from depression, that could be a uh, uh, that is well. I can't. I shouldn't say it could be. It is a problem that I I do suffer from uh, depression, but I'm I'm I know I'm don't want to stay in that state of being. So when I know that I'm feeling like that or whatever, I try to bounce back out of it. Or if it's something like that music that they listen to, I right now today it'll be going on almost three years. I cannot listen to. The, today's music, that rap music, I can't listen to it. I have to, once, because I can hear music or whatever that I know that he probably would like or something that he was singing or rapping to, I wouldn't do it. I, I, I wouldn't listen to it. I just changed the channel. So it's just, it's been like a roller coaster up and down, up and down. Um, when she had Morgan, I would say I just started, I want to say this year, getting close to Morgan. I couldn't hold Morgan. I couldn't touch. I couldn't play with her. Or any, I just break down and start crying. That's what I used to do. So I just kind of like, I was like, I'm really going through something. So this year, I started embracing her. But I used to be like, no, or I didn't want to see her or hug her or anything, or I or I hug her, but I hug her for like two minutes and then or I hold her or whatever and give her someone because it's just very it was very very emotional with Morgan, very emotional. Yeah. So, oh my God, listen, you shared so much, and I'm so glad that you were able to you know open up and again tell your truth. This is the reason why I created this platform, just for us to tell our truth, right? We've, we've definitely walked this journey together. I, I can remember Romaine and Marjorie being literally like Louise and Mario. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Romaine, when we moved to Naperville, he would always, you know, come back to Chicago. And every time I talked to him, he always, I'm with Marjorie. I'm with 24 Mom. I'm a mandarin. And I used to be like, both of y'all boys better sit y'all tail down. Y'all better stay out of trouble, stay out the way, you know, get y'all girlfriends, move out the city. You know, I used to always, you know, encourage them and just always pray over them as well. But you said something so valuable, um, Shell, 
when you said that you told him, you know, pray over, say your prayers, make sure your soul is saved. And I can, the, the fondest memory that I can remember of Mondrian's at Romaine's funeral. Oh my God, I'm getting a little emotional, but thank you, God. I remember at Romaine's funeral and I spoke. And then after I spoke, my dad came up and he opened up the doors of the church. And Shell, can I tell you that Mondry and about five other young boys walked up there. And so in that moment, all I can think about is, God, I know you don't make mistakes, but the fact that these young people came up here and gave their life to you. Now, I know that giving their life to you doesn't mean that their life going to be perfect. That's when all hell going to take 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 place anyway, right? On a, on a higher level. But I can just remember when Manju came in there and the doors of the church was open and he came up there for prayer shell. That right there did my heart so well. I can just remember him coming, walking down that, that long aisle. And I was in that pulpit, girl, and I was just beginning to shout and just thank God. Because again, the fact that they, nobody forced them, they walked up there to get prayer and to give their life to the Lord. That right there was everything to me. Yep. I remember that because he told me, uh, that day he called me. He said, I joined church. And I'm like, yeah, right. I did. I joined church. I went to church. No, he said, I went to church. And I said, yeah, okay. You didn't go to church. He said, I did. Who you go to church with your grandma? No, I went with Mama Row. Mama Row? Who's Mama Row? I went with Mama Row. Romaine mom. I said, oh, okay. And then, but I knew your husband. I know your husband by heavy. Mm-hmm. And I know your husband from the neighborhood so he said heavy wife I said oh okay okay I still never put a face to the mm-hmm. name mm-hmm. until the passing of Mundry when you came over to the house and mm-hmm. I was like oh and I knew because he spoke so highly of you I knew that you had to touch something on his on at his funeral I just had to have you do something. And I mean, I pretty, you told me, you said you can't do everything, Shell, because I was trying to, you know, not leave no one out. I was trying to get everyone in. And you told me, you was like, no, Shell, just do what you can and then don't worry about it. Just do what you can, don't worry about it. Yeah. And you you helped me a whole lot. A whole, yeah. you helped me. You just stepped right in that day, and I never met with a pan of chicken. And you came over there, and we put it together. Yeah. We put it together. Yeah. And, and I think on this life journey that we're on, we never know who we cross paths with, but exactly. I believe that connections happen and they are divine, right? And I just knew that, although we didn't know, but God already knew the plan that he had for our children. And he knew that we will connect. Unfortunately, we had to connect through the death of our, our boys, but you know what? Our ways are not God's ways. His ways are not our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. And so sometimes we never know how it is. And now 
Um, during all of that, we have a sisterhood that I absolutely love, my shell. I'll check on you. You check on me. And yes. be like, I love you, Rosetta. And I'm like, I love you too, shell. Because exactly. again, it's the connection we have. And I'm just very grateful for the connection. I knew exactly what you had went through in that moment. So all I can do is be uh, that connection, that, that person that step in. Because again, I always say, if you've never been through losing a child, you don't know how we feel. And so I knew that it was a struggle for me. I was the person that had to take care of all the business, had to make sure everything was done. So I knew. So that's why I said, if I can be of any assistance, let me help my sister, because I know that this journey is not, um, not easy. It's a hard, long road, but if we do it together, we'll be able to pull off each other's strength. So I'm super excited. I thank you so much for sharing your journey through grief and your journey with losing your child. Thank you for inviting me. And I mean, it was good. It was awesome. And we can definitely get through it. And I, and another thing that you had touched on the first that uh, the first episode you didn't want to be too you know get spiritual about it I and that's true I just everyone has they only they different everyone has a different connection get find your way get your connection because God is real when I say he's real he's real and he is coming back whether we want it or not he coming so everyone just needs to get a, a all connection with him. And he works with you, however your connection is with him. Your connection with him or my, the what he does for me might not be what he's going to do for you. Everyone has their own path and everyone has their own journey. And just get saved. That's right. Just, That's just, right. Just get, just get saved and confess. That's good, Shell. And before we close out, one other moment that I want to share that I'll never forget that I just did an episode with my sister-in-law because she lost her only son um, to a drug overdose. And we were having a conversation and we were talking about, and she said that her son was battling with so many things that he was silent about. And I can remember when Mondry texted me out of the blue. And he said, Mama Ro, I'm trying. I'm trying, Mama. But it's so hard. And I said, baby, you keep trying. Don't stop trying. You're right, it is hard. This society that, that we live in and this world that we live in with the environments that we are subject to, all young people not strong enough to survive them. And I told him, I said, if you want to change your life, the first thing you have to do, son, is change your mindset, the way you think. And he said, Mama Ro, thank you so much. But I I, I was trying to find the text message, um, but it's been, you know, two, three years. So I was like, oh, my God, I was trying to find a text message. But I can remember him saying, Mama Ro, I'm trying. But it's so hard. It's like wrong is all around me, Mama Rose. Yeah. 
And I began to pray with him. And I, I, I gave him, I said a little prayer with him. And I'm like, God will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him, son. So I began to encourage and lift him up. And even after Romaine's funeral, I can remember when he said, oh, I went to church with Mama Ro. He came to church a few times yeah. after that. Yeah. So it did my heart. So I even have pictures with him. Um, at church. So it just did my heart so well. I just do believe that um, our boys tried. They did try. It was just so unfortunate that the streets was able to come and swallow them up. Yes. And because they didn't come from bad homes, you know, exactly. it came from loving homes, two-parent homes and different things like that. But, you know, God had a different path for them. And uh, like I always say, God makes no mistake. And as long as we got each other, I believe that we can pull on each other's strength and we'll get through it because it's definitely a continuation of healing. Um, exactly. It's been five years for Romaine and I'm still going through my healing process. And what I found out is that speaking about it, talking to my sisters and uh, other people who have experienced it, it really helped me with my healing process. So yes. I'm super excited. I'm sure we'll come back. We'll have more conversations to go a little deeper. And um, yeah, do you have anything that you want to share um, at the closing? No, I just want to thank you for um, inviting me to share this moment with you. And I look forward to sharing, doing a group group Zoom where we Absolutely. all can have something to say together. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to build a community. This is what exactly what it's going to be about. We're going to build a community where we are um, just helping each other and listen to each other's stories and um, saying something that can help us along our journey. So I thank you, sister, again. Thank, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of A Parent's Journey Through Grief, One Day at a Time podcast. Until next time, let's continue to heal together.